for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station, with 24 hours of commercial free programming. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Log on to SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support The Green Room today. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green! All right, everyone, welcome to the Green Room. We're doing it live here on LATalkRadio.com. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Feel free to give us a call at any point in the program on the LegalZoom self-help hotline. That's 323-203-0815. I'm here with my main man, my left-hand man, Logan Lystico. Logan, thanks for being on the show. LOL. <laughs> oh, it always gets me, Logan. always gets me going. Gets I, me in a great I mood. ran out of ways to say hello, so I'm just going to start saying random shit. Right, now. whatever. Logan, <laughs> Logan I, I would never guide you. I would never tell you how, no, to, right. yeah. how, to, uh, how to approach your performance. I trust you. I don't you. guide me. It's, right. It's an organic. <laughs> some the universe is leading me on this journey of. Now, Logan, what are you, Logan? <laughs> Logan, what are you? What what? What am I? Yeah. What are you? Uh, I don't know. I'm a good guy, single, it's got true. a good head of hair for now. <laughs> I love uh, how you're trying to crowbar the good head of hair. No, Logan, you're an American. <laughs> oh yes. And yes. as an American, you deserve to have yourself protected, and you deserve that. You deserve that ability <laughs> wow. okay. at, a cheap, at a cheap cost, <laughs> I Logan. I see where you're going. You deserve to have your ideas protected, your family protected. You can log on to LegalZoom.com. You can get <laughs> trademarks, patents, wills. You can get it all. You can get legally binding documents in minutes. LegalZoom.com is not a lawyer. Nope. They're a self-help legal service. Because I know that's the way you like to do it, Logan. And besides, Wait, Sean, did you plan that? Did you plan to start that promo with what are you? Yes, Logan. Okay, okay. Okay? It's called Radio <laughs> Banter, all right? I could just I could just take the copy and just read it cold, but instead I'm trying to interact. Yeah, I'm trying to mix it up. I'm trying to make it seem natural that I'm not crowbarring in LegalZoom.com. But, in fact, they are a great service. And besides, besides the savings that you get by not having to take yourself to a lawyer and Getting ripped off. You're you're doing it the American way. You're doing it with American ingenuity and the green room. We're going to save you a couple extra bucks by throwing green in the checkout code. You'll save yourself a couple extra dollars. You guys should do it. They help me register my guns. <laughs> and by guns, I mean biceps. <laughs> oh! All right. Speaking of that, well, well, we'll get to that. Wait, Logan. <laughs> what? That was pl- no, no, no. Okay. That was that wasn't that wasn't planned. But it reminded me of a gun story that you when we were in Vegas. You came. We were all hanging out at the sports book, <laughs> and you were nowhere to be found because that's how you how you roll in Vegas. You kind of wander off. Well, we hang out, me and a couple of my other buddies, uh, Will, Ryan. We hang out in the sports book. Sports gambling is not your thing, so you kind of wander off and, and do your own thing. <laughs> I'm usually right outside at this machine that's my special machine. <laughs> Well, you came, you like came into old, this like a grand, like an old lady. <laughs> you got the machine you like. Maybe you eat some donuts and ice cream. You're, you're kind of doing your own <laughs> oh, thing. Oh yeah, it's Vegas, baby. That's what I go for is the Krispy Kreme <laughs> in the Venetian. It's right next to the gelato that really, ice cream. That really is it's your like, favorite. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. For me, that was that was my hooker. That was my blow. Was this was food. Right, exactly. It's your vice, and you shouldn't be ashamed of it, Logan. But yeah, Logan came into the sports betting uh, place where we were hanging out, rocking the uh, tank top and his board shorts, (laughs) 
And Ryan goes, whoa, you got you got registration for those guns? And you got all self-conscious. You're like, oh, what? You can't wear a tank top in the sports book? Like, you got real worried. Like, they were going to kick you out for the sports book. Meanwhile, everyone there is wearing, like, a dirty stained T-shirt. There's no, right. there's, there's no dress code in the sports book. <laughs> but I, I appreciate that, Logan. I appreciate that. Well, Logan, man, we got a lot to get to. A lot to take care of on the show. First off, I want to say thank you for uh, for everyone for checking out the show. The the, uh, the downloads have been increasing every time, and you know, I appreciate that. And if you guys spread the word, it really helps grow the show, and we really appreciate that. And uh, also, if you guys go to ShantiGreen.com, you can click the uh, Stitcher logo, sign up for that service. And if you do that and you sign up for it, you can afford that to Sean at ShantiGreen.com that you signed up for the service and I actually have uh, five, I think five or six nice long sleeve Stitcher T-shirts to give out. So if you do that, nice. you'll be entered to win. I mean, I'm I'm guessing not more than five people will enter. So you have a <laughs> you have a good you have a good percent chance you that you'll win a free T-shirt. Doesn't get any better than that. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, I guess we got to deal with some uh, sad news here first. Well, we're celebrating his life. That's that's what you like to say. But fortunately, I think everyone knows at this point, comedian Greg Giraldo passed away. He passed away, I think, uh, yesterday. Officially passed away. He had uh, taken too many prescription pills. That's what it's looking like. Currently, they're kind of saying, I guess currently the, the diagnosis was that it was an accidental death, that he was hanging out, he was partying after a show, took too many prescription pills, ended up overdosing, and he, I guess he was in a medical-induced coma, and he, he never came out of that. Unfortunately, he passed away. And uh, I, I got to say, I, I really admired Greg's work. I really looked up to him as a comedian. It was a big loss. It, I actually worked with him. We shot a, uh, a Spike TV pilot together, and the guy couldn't have been nicer he was really, really down to earth, uh, really good guy. Re- I mean, really funny guy too. But he was, um, you know, we were hanging out, just shooting the shit, and he was like, <laughs> you know, he would, he would, because sometimes when you work with celebrities or people that are kind of higher up on the, more noticed or whatever in the in the comedy scale, they'll kind of give you the cold shoulder. But he was very, very, very welcoming and was like, oh hey, what shows do you do? Oh okay, hey that's cool. Very friendly, very outgoing. Very supportive guy, really cool. I remember one of the guys we were doing the show with that we shot the pilot with, Walt. If you <laughs> if you know Walt from the show, he's a heavy set black guy, kind of kind of a wild dude. It's a character I, to say the yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. You really just download a Walt show and uh, in, enjoy. But anyway, Walt was hanging out there. Walt Walt doesn't really have any idea who's in show business and who's not. He's kind he's he's a little rough around the edges. I think the nicest way to describe it. But he was hanging out, and uh, part of the show was that we were like going to roast each other, because yeah, the premise of the uh, Spike TV show was America's Biggest Asshole. So, okay, hey, we want you guys acting like assholes here. First off, the whole premise of the show was bizarre. It was a reality show where, okay, you go around being an asshole, and then we have other challenges where you have to be really nice and not be an asshole. But you guys are such assholes that you can't help it. That was the whole <laughs> premise of the of the show. Yeah, it's no it wonder. Sounded to me like a candid camera type of thing. Right? I yeah, mean... I guess it was a candid camera. It was a hidden camera type thing that they tried to add this gimmick on of you being an asshole and then you being a nice guy. Right. So we we were doing this. Um, we were doing the show, and uh, I remember his name's Greg Giraldo. And Walt comes in and starts making fun of him, but he doesn't know who Greg Giraldo is. So I, I guess in his head. 
he immediately thought Geraldo. So he comes in and he's just like, oh, Geraldo, you're so dumb. Why, why'd you open up that tomb on TV? You are an idiot. <laughs> Everyone's just sitting there like, uh, that's not who, that's not Greg Geraldo. So really, but, uh, he was just being an asshole. He just wanted to go all out. Right. But it's not even, it's Geraldo. Well, he, he didn't, he made that no, joke saying, not even realizing. If, even if he was confused, it was like, he was just going in with guns blazing. He didn't give a fuck. No, he, he really didn't. If you know <laughs> anything about Walt, you know, he doesn't give a shit. And, uh, yeah, and, and much could be same for Dennis, or, sorry, Greg Giraldo. He kind of, he, he did stand up his own way. It, not only was he funny, but he also kind of touched on interesting stuff. He always gave you... But say he threw in a little social commentary. Very smart guy. He was graduated Harvard Law and th- then decided like, hey, I don't want to do this. I want to pursue, I want to pursue my dreams of stand-up comedy. And I, I really admired that about him. So here we got some of his uh, stand-up comedy. I thought it'd be pertinent to play it now. Well, we do have it easy in this country. We've had it. We've had it. Uh, we've had it easy. And now times are getting crazy. Katrina. That that was. You know, I thought all during Katrina was like, man, how many people must have been blackout drunk down there during that time? And just. <laughs> Shit, I've been so wasted in New Orleans. I can only imagine, like, coming to in the middle of all that. I'm <laughs> thinking, oh, shit, what did I do? <laughs> Dude, was I near a dam ever? Was I near a dam at one point last night? Oh, what the hell happened? I heard a lot of people saying that during Katrina, you know, that the poverty was revealed. And we saw that there was, you know, poverty in our country. And that's kind of true. People don't want to admit that there's poor people in our country because you don't think about it. Because in our country, too often poor people, you know, they just look like black people. So you're like, well, shit. You don't think of them as poor people. You don't think of them as poor people until they come floating by on a car door with their kids in a cooler. And you're like, holy shit, that dude's poor, huh? Look at that. He doesn't even have a bass boat or nothing. What the hell is he thinking? Floating around on a car door. They kept showing the looting footage of those guys stealing beer, and it was the same clip of them stealing beer from the liquor store. And everyone was, you know, was was blown away that someone would steal beer. Look at those people stealing beer <laughs> at a time like this. Can you believe it? Can you believe they're stealing beer at a time like this? Fuck yeah, yeah, I can believe it. Of course I can believe it. If I was dirt poor and I was left behind in a major American city, and I had to doggy paddle through sewage to find a roof to sleep on, I might want to get fucked up. I, really <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. All right, so that that's a little Greg Geraldo there. It's kind of it's kind of sad because he was he was on the road to recovery. He was he was a big fan of of trying to stay sober. He was a big advocate of of recovery. I I obviously had his problems with addiction, and he was even scheduled to appear at the sober benefit in a in a couple of weeks. But you're you're hanging out. Stand up is a tough life as far as wanting to do it sober, or if you if you can't control yourself to be able to do it sober. Because you're there hanging out. Yeah, and, there's so many enablers. Well, Everyone essentially, you a joint or a cigarette or a. Beer. Yeah, essentially, every stand up comedy show is a party. Everyone's there to have yeah. fun and laugh. And what go and you're hanging out late at night at bars and stuff. It's it's tough to stay sober and just do stand up comedy. There's a lot of instances where someone just hands you a beer and it's like they already bought it for you. So what are you supposed to do? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, you I can't, don't drink. Yeah, you can't well, waste. Fuck you then, asshole. Yeah, right. You can't waste a beer. That's insulting to people. <laughs> so you have to drink the beer. And then one beer turns into a few beers. Then you're hanging out doing prescription pills with some random people at a show. And unfortunately, you, you're, you know, you die and you, and you leave four kids. And it's a real shame. Here's here's another one of my favorite Greg Giraldo moments. I think I think the great thing about comedy is when you really are in the moment and you really comment on something. This is from Colin Quinn's show, Tough Crab. This is uh, Dennis Leary is kind of giving Greg Giraldo a hard time. Like, you can sense some tension. They're kind of going back and forth there. 
on uh, Colin Quinn's uh, Tough Crowd show. So here, take a listen to this. This is a uh, pretty good audio. Nonviolent way to, to solve the problem with the country that we hate that hates us has got weapons pointed at us. I don't. He's, uh, this is Dennis Leary talking about North Korea, and he's go. It, basically, he's saying, "Oh, the only way that we can end the situation with North Korea essentially is to bomb them." Nonviolent way to, to solve the problem with the country that we hate that hates us has got weapons pointed at us. I don't think so. No, you're right. Like Russia, for example, that's a Russian war. Uh, <laughs> there, there are things that there, there are yeah, things that. Uh, What's up? I was just going to say, that's the thing about him is he's so scathing, like no matter how, like Dennis Leary of all people, he's a perfect example. I was trying to think of how to articulate this earlier, but no matter who you are, he can make fun of you, even if it seems like it's impossible, or if you're the wittiest person or most, most sarcastic person on earth. Right. Dennis Leary's one of those people too. It was, yeah. It's a perfect example of that. No, there, there are approaches. You have to be strong about it, but there are approaches. There are economic benefits that we're giving them in order to, for them to stop developing their weapons. I mean, I heard recently they agreed to stop uh, stop building nukes if American women agree to get their nails done at least twice a week. <laughs> it's just something I read. That's a good point. This guy writes so many jokes before the show, it's not even funny. It's unbelievable. He's got a, he's got a pocket full of them. They're uh, good ones. That's what that's, uh, no, that's good. I'm not saying they're not good. I'm just saying. I know. It was right there. That's kind of what we do here, Dennis. Yeah. Comedy writer. <laughs> there you go. See, That's so boom. great. It's just so sarcastic. Well, yeah. and Dennis Leary's being an asshole. W- yeah. What kind of angle are you working? Oh, hey, you're an, it, his comeback is you're writing too many jokes on a comedy show. That's what yeah. they're there for. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm not coming back. You know, That's it. I'm you're the guy in school that did all the homework and then asked if there was any more that needed to be done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point. And if you would try a little comedy writing, maybe your show would still be on the air. <laughs> oh, burn. There you go, Greg Geraldo. That's awesome. God bless. Rest in peace. I'm going to look that clip up earlier. That was right, awesome. yeah. I'll, I'll put a link to it on the website, SeanTGreen.com. It'll, I'll link to, the, um, link to this clip. Just click Greg Geraldo's uh, picture there, and I'll put up a couple of pictures of us working together on the Spike Pilot. But, yeah, he was he was a great guy. Class act, and uh, he will be missed. So let's let's get to a uh, let's get to a little lighter news. Mix it up here, Logan. This I stumbled across on the internet. This is a, a classic. This is so great about the internet and YouTube in general is that you have all these great moments archived on it. This is uh, the, it was recommended to me on YouTube, and the heading of the YouTube title is just simply "Worst Name Ever on a Game Show." So I think that's all the setup it needs. Our next guest is originally from. Enjoys cold beer and hot music. Says that. <laughs> First off, that's just <laughs> funny. That, you, yeah. that could only happen in the 70s. Oh yeah. What do you want to say about yourself? Uh, I enjoy cold beer and uh, hot music. Mo- <laughs> what a great intro. He enjoys cold beer and hot music. Says that uh, he and his mom don't see eye to eye on his love life. And- <laughs> that's gotta be. Hey mom, Weird. what do you think of these girls? He claims that his job has cost him several relationships. Please welcome. <laughs> He's a salesman. That's why. That's that's bizarre too. How, how is that costing your relationships? Oh, sorry. It's just a s- sweet mistress of the road out there selling these vacuums door to door. Robert Faggot. <laughs> oh. Robert Faggot. <laughs> Robert Faggot. <laughs> Faggot is rather an odd name. Yeah, you know, it is an odd name. <laughs> yeah, it is an odd name, you know. <laughs> That's it. 
And now, come on. If, if your name is Faggot, at least at least try to at tell... least try to get on television as soon as you can. What <laughs> at least at least try you? to tell Wink Martindale. Oh, hey, it's uh, it's pronounced Fagot or don't you come up with some different angle? Yeah, yeah. At least pretend it's pronounced different, even if <laughs> right. it is Faggot. How did how did that name start? Did someone just call his ancestor a Faggot and that was well, his name? After that must that? that must have happened on Ellis Island. Like his yeah. great great grandfather was just being a real douchebag yeah, on the on the boat over. And my name is Faggot. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're Faggot now. Welcome to America. <laughs> Here's your passport, Faggot. Get in line. Oh, it's our it's our uh, family name. It's been passed down from generations. There's a family quilt hanging up. Oh, this is the family of Faggots. <laughs> I wonder what their coat of arms looks like. Just <laughs> a dick going into some guy's mouth. Uh, <laughs> too soon? No, it's not. We can talk about immigration years ago. Uh, let's see. Let's get to this other uh, recent game show. Logan, I don't know. You're, uh, you're. I know you're a huge Dancing with the Stars fan, right? Um, no. <laughs> no. No one is. Well, no one in this studio, I'm guessing. I. I you know, I feel like it's still you still got to comment on what's popular, see what's going on. Uh, obviously, one of the big stories right now is that Sarah Palin's daughter, Bristol Palin, is of course on the show. Did you see that? No. Yeah, she's one of the contestants, Bristol Palin, and uh, also the situation. Which I was thinking about it, like uh, if God had any sense of humor, the situation would impregnate Bristol yes. Palin. Just, <laughs> that would just be that would be. Uh, how celebrity is right now, if the situation got Bristol Palin pregnant, that would be the perfect storm of reality TV yeah. and politics coming together. Because she's not going to get that baby aborted. She can't. She, She's a pro-life mom. Situation, if you're listening, <laughs> it's worth it. She's got, oh, man. Hey, she's got money, too. Oh, and just seeing, just seeing situation out on these Republican fundraisers, like, show them the ads. <laughs> show them the ads, situation. We need some money. All right, so yeah, this is Sarah Palin, and she was at there, I guess, trying to support her daughter on Dancing with the Stars, and uh, some of the people in the audience, not huge fans. That ended David Hasselhoff's ballroom dreams, then you need to support them right now. Call, text, and log on to abc.com. There's booing in the ballroom. We don't know why. Why is there booing? <laughs> I don't know. This girl has, like, no ability to improvise uh, at all. Oh, there's booing. I don't know I don't what's know going what's on. what's going on. These, this audience is unprofessional. <laughs> Uh, I don't think anyone switched on the boo sign. I think they switched on the applause <laughs> sign. So I don't know. We're going to send it over to Tom Bergeron. Hopefully he can see what's going on. All right, everybody. So, no. so now I can't see what's going on. Uh, I didn't she hear is, Sarah she, Palin uh, sorry, talking. Yeah, sorry. She's um, this, uh, she's sorry, this female correspondent is hanging out backstage. She's talking to the dancers after they dance. And I guess they had showed that the next um, scene that they're going to set up is an interview with Sarah Palin. And the, the, the audience saw that coming, and then they immediately started booing. Oh. And now they throw to Tom Bergeron interviewing Sarah Palin. What to do? Support them right now with your votes. Tom? All right. Thank you, Brooke. I'm here with uh, guest ballroom commentator Sarah Palin, who joins us from Alaska. Sarah the audience really is idiots. I guess, oh, what about I guess the they, sheep? They just changed their mind. Great to have you here. Now, I, I know usually you're very bashful about giving your opinion about things, but how do you think the show's going so far? <laughs> this is amazing. It's so exciting. And it's great to see all this courage and joy. And ex- <laughs> God, quit using those Christian words. Like, did you learn how to speak from a Bible? Oh, there's so much joy in this room right now. What? What are you talking about? There are very Christian adjectives. Courage, joy. Oh, it takes a lot of courage. Go out there. Oh, this, I loved I loved her dancing tonight. It was so rejoiceful. Oh. <laughs> 
I just felt I when I saw Len uh, giving her uh, a four, I just didn't feel a lot of spirit in Len's soul. Courage. That's not the adjective you use for this, for the Dancing with the Stars. Okay, yeah, maybe it. I, <laughs> not courage. Duper inspired. Every dancer is awesome. Hey, what do you think about everything's those awesome? Three? Oh, the judges are all. Oh, they're you know, awesome! It's like yeah, a hockey game. You're not going to chew out the refs before your team is up to, um, you know, up on the ice. So they're great. Hey, everything's great. Yeah. Hey, you're not going to say, oh, boo you, hockey people, before you do a hockey thing. Yeah. You got to, you got to support the fans. Ah! Doing great. All right. Okay. All right. And and your favorite dancer so far? Uh, so far. Oh my goodness, they're all amazing. They really are. <laughs> Uh, now, I understand you're a politician, and you can't yeah, give a straight... Yeah, but your daughter's playing. Right. Dumb. We're not asking, should we have left Iraq uh, before we did? Should We're not asking... Uh, it, we're not we're, asking what newspaper you read. Right. We're not asking your foreign like policy experience. We're just asking, who's your favorite dancer? You, imagine a world where, Logan, you can't even pick a favorite dancer because you're worried of offending people. Meanwhile, then, she's... She doesn't That's mind... That's why I don't watch it, actually. I get... I get nervous that I'll piss them off. <laughs> Logan, your opinion's too valuable. Hollywood. Yeah, you don't want to come in here, start spouting your mouth off saying, oh, I think Jennifer Grey is the best uh, dancer on Dancing with the Stars. Next thing we know, we can't get a booking. So I appreciate that, Logan. Wait, oh, Bristol's not up yet. But oh, that's true. Bristol the Pistol. Yeah, All that's right. who we're rooting for. Guest commentator Sarah Palin uh, with us. Last week, our next star went for laughs in a routine that resulted in scowls from all three of our Oh, man. Oh, and now I guess Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton was uh, first David Hasselhoff got kicked off. Then Michael Bolton got kicked off. And Michael Bolton, I guess the uh, the one uh, super gay judge, I guess chewed out Michael Bolton, which has got to be kind of weird for Michael Bolton. He's, I'm sure he's not used to getting any sort of criticism. And uh, and he he was so offended by the criticism, he was uh, he was like... My 90-year-old mother came to watch me dance, and he has the audacity to criticize me like that in front of national television. I demand an apology. What he did was was out of character, and all he said was, you're a really bad dancer. I, 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 it just, it's just hilarious that Michael Bolton's lived his whole life where he, he can't even get critiqued on his dancing ability. Imagine that world, though. That clip's not in there. No, that's not. I didn't. I didn't Sorry. pull that clip. You're gonna have to I take my word for that, it, I guess, because <laughs> I kind of knew the answer. Right. But I really wanted to hear it, like I'm sure our audience does. Well, next week, tune in. You can Google that. It may that. or may not <laughs> be there. No, it, it wasn't. He, I mean, it was. It would have been worth pulling if the guy, if Michael Bolton was really angry or had any sort of emotion. Like you could tell he was angry, but there was. It, it was, was just. just it was kind of. It was monotone. That's why I didn't pull it. It was just. Look, I I can't accept this. I can't you how how dare he? I demand an apology. The funny part was that he demanded an apology from Len, the <laughs> from Dancing with the Stars guy. I, I've never I've never understood that demanding for an apology. What do you get out of demanding a, a, for an apology? Even if the person ends up apologizing, clearly they meant what they said. It's not like they're yeah. gonna take that back and not feel that you're a shitty dancer. He still believes you're a shitty dancer the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, how do you how do you feel better demanding an apology and getting it? Yeah, you're like, like what is? <laughs> well, this next gal, she was throwing out the apologies and deservedly so, or deservedly so. Sorry, I need some water here. Anyway, this is uh, from Australia's Next Top Model. It's basically like America's Next Top Model. <laughs> it's not very oh, it's not very different, just with Australian accents. And but it's about cars. Basically. 
They're down to the last two people. It's a live finale show. A lot of pressure, a lot of money on the line. And uh, they announce the winner. Oh, balloons are dropping. Everything's going crazy. Everyone's going crazy. But then something goes wrong. She's she's holding her ear. She's getting she's getting word from the production booth. Oh my god. Oh no. What's going on? I'm feeling a bit sick about this. No. <laughs> and now this is just it's a huge theater. All the balloons are just slowly falling and down. She's just listening to it. Yeah. Audience. She's just sitting there. And then there's these two girls. <laughs> and they're probably just saying like, talk. What are you doing? Talk. She's like, and the what? one girl who won originally has this great big smile that's slowly melting away and the second girl slowly you can just see the smile creeping on her face as she realized what's going on here i'm so sorry about this oh my god <laughs> I... Oh, I... I don't know what to say <laughs> this is not this is a complete accident i'm so sorry it's amanda i'm so sorry <laughs> Wait, what? It's Amanda, who Amanda being the other chick. So they announced this first girl. Everything, the, the balloons oh. are dropping. Oh, this is the host talking. Yes, yeah. Sorry, okay, sorry, sorry. to make that clear, but yeah, this is the host talking. They announced the wrong name. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the person saying it's okay is the person who won. <laughs> She's like, yeah, it's okay. It's don't don't beat yourself up about it. The important thing is we got it right. This is what happens when you have live TV, folks. I'm so sorry. This is insane. This is insane. She's like, it's okay. It's okay. I won. You're not saving yourself by apologizing on TV. Don't worry, I don't care. I, I love, you know, trying to play it off now. Like, oh, it's it's not a big deal. I just thought I'd won a hundred grand for a couple seconds there. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I guess they gave the chick who originally thought she won and then didn't win. They gave her a runner-up prize of uh, twenty-five thousand dollars and a trip to New York to meet some real live modeling casting agents. Yeah, so weird. all's all's well that ends well. All right, Logan, you want to do a little uh, living with Logan? Sure. All right, we'll get to your little uh, little haiku music there to intro it up. All right, Logan, so uh, so let's get down to it. We're, we know we're roommates. We talk about that on the show. Describe to us. I feel like we gotta address your plant. Do you wanna you wanna fill us oh, in yeah. on the saga of your plant? <laughs> I feel like you can tell the story. Just tell the story of your plant, and I'll chime in with additional details as needed. Okay. Do you? Well, first of all, do you remember the plant when I lived in my old apartment? Uh, okay. So. All right, Logan had a plant at his old apartment. Okay, well, I basically helped this lady move, and <laughs> she gave me her plants, which was really nice because they, they really, you know, made this place look spiffy. So uh, two of the plants died. There were only three, but one survived. Now, what and... were you feeding the original first two plants? Were you watering oh, them? Well, were when, they this, getting... when this woman gave me uh, my plant, or all of these plants, she told me, like, they're really easy to take care of. I basically <laughs> just pour, like, half drink in water and soda and whatever in there, like, whenever. And, you know, they seem to be fine. So <laughs> I was like, all right, pass the torch. <laughs> and I'm going to start doing that. Okay. So I took it a little step further, and, you know, I 
put everything that's liquid in there, like <laughs> coffee, or you know, I, I'm pr- I've probably put milk in there at some point. Right. Uh, contact solution. Contact solution. Yeah. Slurpee. So, uh, but I've had it for like a year and a half, and it's been great. It's been growing, and it's it's like a it's like an ivy plant. <laughs> I've 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 no idea how this is growing, but all right, keep going. Um. Well, it has new vines or whatever, but okay. uh, so I've had it in my room. I, you know, I moved into the house with Sean and all them, and I've had it in my room for like these past six months, and hasn't been a problem. But uh, the other <laughs> day, uh, we were about to have a comedy garage show, which those of you who listen to the show know what that is. It's a comedy show we have at our house, and um, uh, that Saturday, I don't know, my room really started smelling weird. <laughs> And I did not know what it was, so I I just, well, it was threw, great because I just threw out all my garbage and I I sprayed like a <laughs> Febreze everywhere. Sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh, it's just funny because you kept bringing different people in to like bloodhounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the smell, day. That smell was the around next the day. smell around the room. What's going on? Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, that was the next day. Because that Saturday it just kind of smelled, so I Febrezed it. Just I took out my trash. I fi- I thought it was my trash. I had like a banana peel in there, so I just thought. Right, you know, banana peel gone wrong. So, um, <laughs> so we party. I fall asleep on the couch. I eventually like just kind of go to sleep in my bed, but I kind of crashed, so I didn't really smell my room before I went to bed. I wake up the next day, and I'm. By the way, I slept all night in this funk. <laughs> I wake up and it still smells like shit. It smells like my <laughs> nose is right in front of an asshole. Yeah, and I'm just breathing. It's it almost in. yeah. It. It's words are <laughs> tough to to describe the the pungent smell. Like if smelling salts or selling smelling salts smelled like asshole, that's what your that's what the room smelled like. And yet you and kept... I slept in there for like four hours. <laughs> and then like and then when I finally woke up, I was like, yeah, like you said, I was having people come in there and just be like, does it? Actually, I had Adam in there. I was like, yeah, our hey, friend Adam Jacobs. Adam, could you tell me if it smells <laughs> if you smell anything in here? And he like doesn't even get to the doorway and he's like, Whoa, what the fuck is wrong with you? How do you let your room get like this? I was like, Whoa. Right. <laughs> and then and then you started thinking about it, you and you started throwing out theories. And we were like, Oh, maybe it's oh, yeah. maybe it's food you left around, maybe it's your laundry. And you go, no, maybe it's a maybe a critter got stuck between the walls and died. We're like, Logan, I, your room's kind of messy. Maybe it's some related to that. You're like, no, I've had a room before, Sean. Stop, stop thinking that it's that. And well, then, because I, well, that was also because I just did my laundry and I just took out the trash. Okay. But you were saying it like, Logan, you're such a disgusting slob. <laughs> it's definitely something you left in there, which is a plausible thing, but. It, <laughs> But I knew well, that that wasn't the, the case. It, okay. So then you know how'd I mean? you discover what what was actually given the smell? It was that goddamn plant. <laughs> so, hey, what did the plant – all right. So how did you figure out it was the plant? You just eventually kept sniffing around well, the I room? I followed my nose. I kept uh, – I thought it was coming from the corner of the room, which that's why I thought something died in the wall because there was nothing there. <laughs> but the, the plant was, like, near the window, and it, I guess it just made the whole room stink, so – I took the plant outside. Actually, I didn't really even know if it was a plant or not. I just took it outside to see, and yeah, the f- smell went away, and that plant okay, smells so, disgusting. So now you you got rid of the disgusting plant, and then what'd you do? You threw it out in the garbage, right? Or I put it on the porch for a couple of days, just because I figured it would stop smelling or something eventually. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
And then, by the way, I smelled it. I thought it was the dirt because I poured so much shit in there over the years, I guess. But yeah, that's a, that, I mean, that's the current theory is that it got really moldy and that was what was happening. Is that not the case? Yeah, and it did. It smelled like mold in my room, so that's what it was. <laughs> but or mildew or whatever you call it. Random but, uh, plant growth contact solution. But mixed no, in with... it, I mean the dirt. I guess smelled or whatever. It's hard. It's hard to like tell what. I mean, you know, I don't know. We don't have a big sense of smell. We're human beings, so it's hard to like kind of <laughs> detect. Speak for yourself, things. Logan. I don't know. Anyway, the actual plant was giving off this odor, like the leaves. If you smell the leaves, the leaves are giving off this odor. It's really gross. I think it's sick. <laughs> All right. I need to take it to the plant doctor. So that's living with Logan. All right, Logan, let's uh, – you want to get to a little sports here? Sure. Big, big news in the NBA, of course, is the Miami Heat. And, of course, the super team that they've uh, put together here down in Miami. LeBron James going to Miami. He's taken a lot of, lot of flack, uh, of course, for the whole decision 2010 where he – he did that whole uh, production where he kind of tore the hearts out of the Cleveland Cavaliers fans at the last second and said, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to Miami. His his popularity has just plummeted. Um, it, it just his overall popularity, his Q rating, which you know you use in show business to say how popular you are. Like my Q rating's, I think, like 95. Currently, LeBron James, his Q rating went from 24 um, – to 44 and then back down to 15%. He only liked by 15% of people. And they had an interview on uh, CNN where Maverick Carter, his advisor, this guy who was only a few years older than LeBron James, who was his total PR advisor through his entire career, and they asked him why, what they think went wrong. Why do they? Uh, why do they think? What do they think that's led to his his total drop off in um, popularity? And they said, do you think race is a factor? And Maverick Carter, the CEO of James's Marketing Wing, says, quote, it definitely played a role in some of the stuff coming out of the media, things that were written for sure. What kind of world is this man living in that you think that, oh, okay, it's, yeah, it's you're race. You're in the NBA, first of all. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I think, yeah. If you're a NBA, white, then race would be an issue. Right. The NBA would be the last place where racism would be a big part of it. Can you – how how is he that blind to the fact that okay people aren't pissed off that you're black it's not like oh okay you were insanely popular for seven years then all of a sudden people figured out you were black then they started hating you no they figured out that you were <laughs> you were kind of into yourself and you wanted to play with these other superstars you weren't willing to you weren't willing to build a team around Cleveland you kind of strung the Cleveland fans along and then ripped their hearts out that's what people are pissed off about. They're pissed off about the whole media hype, the whole thing of him buying into the media That's, hype. That sucks to me, though, because I'm on LeBron's side in that <clears throat> case. I mean, you, it's your career. You shouldn't be doing it for – I mean, I guess – I mean, when you have that many fans, it's hard to say because that's a lot of people that are kind of counting on <clears throat> you or, or looking up to you. But it's still, like, it's his life. Let him do, Let him make his career the best he wants it to, to be. You know? Right. It's I, not like he made a bad decision. Right. Well, I guess I guess we'll uh, we'll see what happens. And yes, it was it was frustrating, obviously being out in Cleveland, not winning a championship, not taking home a, a championship to your hometown team. I think what what pissed people off, especially the Cleveland fans, was that he went into this knowing that he wasn't going to say Cleveland. Oh, I'm I'm staying with Cleveland. He set up this whole big production, tickled everyone's ass with a feather, let everyone on, <laughs> everyone tuned in, and it's like you got embarrassed. P- 
the fans of Cleveland felt they got the cold shoulder. They got dumped. They're the jilted girlfriend. Instead of – he could have easily just put out a press release saying, hey, I had a lot of great years in Cleveland. I want to thank the fans, blah, 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 and pursuing other avenues. Instead, he builds up this whole huge media event, sets up, okay, everyone, tune in. The decision to that – you get millions and millions of people to watch you basically say one sentence and – and you don't expect like there's going to be any backlash. People now nowadays people get upset when they get um, oversaturated with the media. It's the same thing with Brett Favre. People aren't mad that Brett Favre had indecision about whether or not he was going to retire. It's the way he did it. It's the way he bought into his own hype. And oh yeah, I don't know the way he kept stringing people along. And the problem is that he's going to damage his legacy. When you look back uh, on Brett Favre's career five years from now and you say, oh, hey, Brett Favre, instead of saying, oh, my God, he won a Super Bowl, he had the most active starts for a quarterback, that's amazing, he was a real Iron Man on the field. Instead of what's the first thing that's going to pop into your head is, oh, yeah, when he kept retiring and unretiring, like you're damaging your own (laughs) legacy. And it's insane to think that race is involved. I I think, I mean, Brett Favre is the perfect example. People are giving him just as much shit, and he's a white quarterback. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what race you are. It matters whether or not you're kind of string along people. I, when people buy into you as a personality, as an athlete, they don't want to be jerked around. But I guess that's uh, show business, Logan. What can I say? Yeah, sports business. Speaking of sports athletes and, you know, just in general show business, I heard this commercial and can't describe how I felt. I think the only word... The only word I can say is sad. When I heard this on the radio, it just made me bummed out that this guy has fallen this far. I'm so broke. I need cash today, and the bank turned me down. This car is the only thing I own. Hulk Hogan! <laughs> Listen up, brother. You're sitting on a pile of cash right here. Show him, Jimmy. Listen to the holster, brother, and pin down the cash you need today with an auto title loan from 1-800... <laughs> This is like auto title loan. This is the bottom rung Whoa. of television advertising. This is even he, – he was he was a real American. He was at the top of his game. He yeah. was possibly there, – there was probably a streak there where he was the highest paid man in sports. And, and listen. Loan mark. That's 1-800-562-6627. 800 baby. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Imagine you falling that far where – now you're obviously you need money, and it, it's weird. Like if you said to me ten years ago, Sean, would you want Hulk Hogan's life? I'd be like, Yeah, why wouldn't I want Hulk Hogan's life? That guy's amazing. He's you know, a legend. You know who else is kind of like that, but in a way stranger way, is uh, Jesse the Body Ventura. Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah, went I, from governor. I mean, he was a governor at one point. First of all, he was a wrestler. Then he went was a governor. That's an upgrade. And now he's like. Just living in Mexico and surfing and making a reality show about <laughs> yeah he's, about he, conspiracy theories. <laughs> he's all he, yeah his his main mo right now is explaining to people how 9/11 was an inside job. <laughs> Hulk Hogan hasn't fallen that far where he's got to sell conspiracy theories, but it is it's just depressing. It's this, the Builder Burgers. <laughs> it's just depressing that Hulk Hogan was literally on top of the world, most famous man in sports entertainment, and now he's. He's just selling himself to these local commercials, or even if it is a national commercial, it's it's not a well-known brand. He's really just falling off the map. He's doing these other kind of side random wrestling leagues just to kind of make money. 
His ex-wife yeah. is having sex with a 19-year-old that's friends with his daughter. You, you couldn't you couldn't think of a more humiliating life. And he's just he's just and falling. everyone knows about it, or a lot of people do. Well, you got stuff. first off, you got his son. His son was in a high-speed racing accident. He ended up paralyzing this other guy. Hulk ended up getting sued civilly, lost a ton of money because this guy that he was in the car with uh, Nick Nick uh, Hogan ended up being paralyzed. So he's got to pay him for the rest of his life. He's got his uh, ex-wife, who from all from now, what, why does Hulk Hogan have to pay? I guess because Hulk Hogan ended up owning the car, they ended oh. up suing him civilly, even though it was Nick Hogan. Nick Hogan was racing. He was 19 years old at the time. They still found him liable because he, I guess he was paying Nick Hogan's insurance. They ended up finding him liable. So that, there was a huge settlement Damn. there. Then he's paying out the ex-wife. The ex-wife's sleeping around. Now he's just injured, bruised. He's going through all these uh, different surgeries. Hulk Hogan is a sad guy. If poor, you, it's poor Hulk just, Hogan. <laughs> I just feel so bad for him that he was on top of the world and now he's just, oh man, I don't want to be Hulk Hogan. Oh, the worst thing <laughs> I can you imagine saying that? Can you imagine looking back and being like, oh man, worst thing I could be is Hulk Hogan right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was on top of the world. Had the handlebar mustache, and he was. You had it all, the Logan. Golden hair. You had it all. Well, of course, you've seen that uh, Lindsay Lohan is back in jail, or she went back into jail for 13 hours, and now she's back into rehab, and uh, so the cycle continues. Poor Lindsay Lohan. Do you feel sympathetic for Lindsay Lohan, or do you feel like, oh, okay, she had it all? What's your take on Lindsay Lohan? Uh, I don't. Well, I don't care or judge her, I guess. You know, I don't feel bad for her. I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I feel more bad for her than, like, wishing, <laughs> wishing bad things on her or whatever, you know. I don't well, think I she think there's wants always... to be a drug addict, you know. I mean, it's just <laughs> one of those things that yeah, you, right. She gets... you get into that. I mean, she's been in showbiz since a kid. When, when you're a child star, that's tough. I mean, it just seems like most of them are messed up. Right. I mean, once you start examining just basic human psychology and you see, oh, my God, this is her father, Michael Lohan, this complete... Yeah. This guy is her dad, and then her mom, who's this super stage mom that's also trying to make herself famous. It's I weird. used to be a fan too. Like she's, she was good in movies, like Mean Girls. She was really good. Yeah, at. she's a she's a good actress. But yeah, Herbie the Love Bug, Mean Girls. She had some. <laughs> well, I did, I didn't say her. Uh, you know. Well, specifically, we, Gla- we we all implied <laughs> Herbie the Love Bug. That was a great, fully loaded. That was a great film, Logan. I heard she was a total bitch shooting that whole thing, and that's kind of what like burned all her. Well, yeah, Bridges. and I think just her being a massive drug addict and not showing up on the on the set. I guess at, at one point the movie executive for Disney wrote her this huge letter just chastising her, saying, you got to show up on time, you got to be professional. But, yeah, it's it's so easy as you get older. You just it, – it's, it's so clear that, okay, shitty parenting puts out shitty kids. The fact that she had what seems like not great parents – I mean – her father, her mother, both want to be super famous, desperately want to be famous. Meanwhile, it seems like she's kind of over it. They're pushing her into that, into being famous. And then, you know, okay, you're 18, you're 18 years old. You, you get a couple million dollars. Like, God knows what I would have done with oh, yeah. $5 million when I was 18. <laughs> yeah. I would have done a lot. I would, I, I, yeah, I'd be in rehab or something. Yeah, I'm seriously. sure. Like, if you don't have reality holding you in check, 
obviously you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of problems. And yeah, it's easy to just kind of chastise her and just be like, oh, she's so spoiled. I mean, that's kind of the first reaction, like, oh man, to mock her and make fun of her. And yeah, yeah, it's, okay, fine. It's fun. It's fun to poke fun at her. I, I'm put out by people that hate on other people just for being rich. It just blows my mind. It's like. You know, I don't know. You're, clearly, you're jealous, and if you're jealous, that means you want to be rich, and if you want to be rich, that means other people will make fun of you, and you won't like it. So, <laughs> you're just being a doof. Well, there, there is this weird double standard in America in that everyone's out there pursuing the American dream. We want to hit it big. We want to be successful. We want to make a lot of money. But then there's also kind of this anti-rich backlash, which just comes out of jealousy. It's oh, the rich people tax those people more. Oh, she just has money. It's <laughs> it's that weird double standard in that everyone wants to be successful. Everyone wants to make a good living, but then everyone also wants to kind of be like, oh, I had it hard growing up. Oh, I oh, I came from I didn't I wasn't privileged growing up. I didn't have money. It's weird that money can be something that people envy so much, but then also kind of be ashamed about or, oh, yeah, oh, you know, I came from privilege. Yeah. True story, Logan. True story. Well, let's hear. <laughs> let's let's give in a little more Greg Giraldo. Because, uh, you know, we're talking about substance abuse, and fortunately, yeah, he passed away. And here's uh, here's him doing a little bit on uh, New Year's Eve. Happy New Year, everybody. Can we say that? New Year's, we can say safely, right? Happy New Year. Like, you're kind of black or whatever, but I can say Happy New Year's too, right? Asian girl with something in her hair. You could, you could say Happy New Year, right? I don't have to go happy fucking Ted Offensive or whatever. <laughs> I can say, this is the one holiday you can get really fucked up in, right? Even the news sort of sanctions it. Coming up next. Flo Abrams has some advice on how to avoid that nasty holiday hangover. But they're never like tips that would help people like me, you know? So it's like, drink plenty of water. Oh. <laughs> that is that's the standard go-to. Oh, water. Yeah. I never thought of that when I'm really wasted. Good call. <laughs> so we're like, don't call your dealer for that third eight ball in a row. That'll leave a nasty sting in the morning. <laughs> so that's him doing... Uh, yeah, talking about New Year's Eve. Here's him talking about, um, well, he, this is a perfect example of his stand-up comedy in that he, he makes a point and then kind of backs it up with an example that he has. And I just thought, shit. I actually heard people complaining about countries that we helped during the tsunami not helping us during, a, during Katrina. Well, with those people we helped, they ain't helping Sorry. us now. First of all, they did help us. And second of all, how much help do we expect these, these spoiled Bangladeshi fishmongers? Those <laughs> no good bastards living high on the hog over there while we're underwater. Those fucks, they must have something they could have sent over. Maybe at least a half-eaten blanket laying around. I'm sure they had a half-eaten blanket. <laughs> Let's face it, our reading and writing skills in our country, every day there's a story in the paper about how shitty our schools are. They just keep getting worse all the time. I, I read a book, it was filled with letters that soldiers during the Civil War had written to their girlfriends back home. These guys were kids. They were 14, 15-year-old kids. Most of these guys had never even been to school, but every single letter in the book was incredible. Every single letter was like, my dearest Hannah, this morn finds me wrecked by the fiery pangs of your absence. <laughs> I'll bear your cherished memory with me as I battle the forces of tyranny and oppression. <laughs> now think about what the typical letter from your average modern-day soldier to his girlfriend back home in, like, New Jersey's got to read like, Dear Marie, it is hot as fuck out here. <laughs> It is hard to fight these sand monkeys with your balls stuck to your legs. (laughs) 
All right, Greg Giraldo, man. All <laughs> yeah, right. and you were actually talking about how you knew him before. We were talking about this earlier. I never really got to know him like you did, but I definitely felt connected to him just because you're my roommate. You'd been, done a pilot with him. You'd introduced me, him to me a couple of times. And, yeah, and actually I shot a uh, behind-the-scenes, like a couple of behind-the-scenes videos with him uh on Last Comic Standing, I met him at the beginning of the season this year and then again at the end. And, you know, like you said, he was really nice. It's a real shame. And he's he's like a young guy, too. He'd, yeah, he's 44 years old. And, yeah, couldn't be couldn't say it better myself. The last time I saw him, I went and uh, was at the Brea Improv Comedy Club. And I went up to him after the show and I was talking to him. And he was, we were talking about the pilot, and he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I haven't heard anything. Have they talked to you? Blah, blah. I was like, no, 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 haven't heard anything. He's like, oh, okay, well, cool, and, you know, just shooting the shit. And he was just super nice, super friendly guy, and, uh, yeah, by all accounts, just a great guy, good father, and he will be missed. So, once again, Greg Geraldo, rest in peace. And, uh, man, not to bring it on, to, we won't end on a downer. We actually got some uh, got some great comedians coming up. We got uh, next week. We got John Huck, fan favorite, very funny guy. You know him from uh, well, he's been on uh, Comedy Central, uh, the Boost Mobile commercials, the Capital One commercials. You know, you know him, you love him. And also special guest. This was the guy that uh, I'd been teasing earlier on the shows. Greg Fitzsimmons will be skyping into the show. Greg Fitzsimmons, of course, has his own show on uh, Howard Howard Stern's channel on uh, Sirius Satellite Radio. He'll be Skyping in. He's going to be talking about his new book. And uh, he's a very funny guy, Irish Catholic man like myself. So make sure you tune in next week. That's going to be a big show. Logan, you want to uh, wrap things up with a haiku here? Let's do it. Living with Logan. <laughs> Rest in peace, Greg Geraldo. Hulk Hogan is sad. <laughs> oh, well played, Logan. Well played. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Green Room. We do it here live every Thursday, 8 o'clock on L.A. Talk Radio. To check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe today. Also, be sure to check out DocumentaryLabel.com. I'm going to post my Greg Geraldo interviews.